What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are in a quest to find out what is the greatest movie and TV show of all time. I am Matt Primo, and I am continuing my review series of The Witcher. We have just finished season one, and it came off as a it's a good, not great season. I want to say the uh, the final score was like a seven point seven or whatnot. But definitely go check out those those previous episodes because we are starting season two today. I am reviewing episodes 1, 2, and 3 of Season 2. So if you have not watched Season 2 whatsoever and you plan on watching it, then I'm going to be talking about spoilers from here on out. So go ahead and back out of this and go watch the, the, the first three episodes and then come back for this review. But before we jump into the review, if you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us, go to patreon.com slash 2game. That is the number 2. Supports at any of those tiers and you get access to our Discord, uh, exclusive segments, podcasts, Podcasts, and you get exclusive voting rights on uh, basically everything that we do uh, as far as content related goes uh, for the podcast. So, patreon.com slash 2game. Shout out to our $20 tier supporters Carmen Paradixio, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsay Humble, Michael King, Corey slash Brian Costa, Casey Pye, Christina Lambu, and Ryan Sibley. And then, shout out to our other supporters, all of our supporters, guys. Uh, thank y'all for supporting us each and every month without y'all we would not be able to do this and i truly truly mean that we just hit our second patreon goal which means we get to do a audiobook uh limited series in the vein of kind of like a Dungeons and dragons type of story where every single patreon supporter is going to be able to create their own character for the story so if that sounds like something that would interest you then go to patreon.com slash two game uh and you get to create your own character and listen to this audiobook series that will be coming out uh, hopefully in the next couple months because I am super excited to to do that for Patreon. But that's enough of the Patreon stuff. Let's jump into The Witcher. This is Season 2. We are talking about Episodes 1, 2, and 3. Episode 1 is titled A Grain of Truth, and it starts off with On the battlefield after the victory of the Northern Kingdoms, Geralt and Ciri encounter Tissaia, who tells them that Yennefer is dead. Traveling with Ciri, Geralt stops to visit his friend Nevelin and discovers that he has been cursed into a beast by a priestess for sacking a temple. Geralt investigates the nearby village and determines that Abruxa, a vampire, uh, caused the villagers to flee. He returns and sees the, the Bruxa drinking Nevelin's uh, blood. Geralt fights and kills it, which lifts uh, Nevelin's curse. Nevelin reveals he loved the Bruxa and did nothing to stop her from attacking the village and that his curse stemmed from him raping the priestess. Uh, Nevelin begs Geralt to kill him, but Geralt uh, refuses. In Eratuza, Tasea tortures Cahir for information on Nilfgaard. Frangela has taken Yennefer captive and is heading towards Sentra, but their party is ambushed on the road. So if you have been following this series up to this point, you know that I have been kind of on the on the edge. I'm like, this is this is a good series, but the things that I want from the series, they're just not doing enough of it. It, it, it the the plot lines are just so all over the place that it's kind of, you know, one episode you're like Fallon Geralt and Yennefer and you're like, ah, oh, man, those are some great storylines. And then Siri throughout a majority of season one, and I, when I say majority, I mean, I think there was only like one episode, maybe two episodes where I actually enjoyed anything involving Siri, like anything. I, I thought maybe the, uh, the casting was off, but really it's just the story. 
for season one involving Siri. Guys, if you've been following the series, then you know my complaints about it. And, ah, man, I, I, I'm hoping these first three episodes are indicative of what the rest of the season is going to be like because they are answering every single complaint that I had and they are, they're answering it. And that to me is, is just fantastic. The things that they did good last season, they just didn't do enough of. They are doing even better. And then the things that they did shitty on, they are improving on. And I absolutely love that. So through the first three episodes, Really enjoying it. But let's start off with episode one, which I give a 9.5. This is the best episode of The Witcher as of yet. And the weird thing is, I want to say it was episode two of season one, or, or maybe it was episode three. I don't remember. But the one of the first two episodes, I said that was the best episode, and it involved basically him fighting a monster the entire episode, him kind of investigating it, and then you get to see him drink the potions and whatnot. We get a similar episode here, but it's a it's kind of a slower episode. Honestly, all three of these episodes kind of feel slower in, in their pacing and whatnot. And I don't think that's a detriment to any of these episodes. Uh, episode one, uh, it's finally good to have an actual conversation between Geralt and Siri. I am loving, loving what they are doing with Siri so far. But the one thing that's kind of still throwing me off about that relationship is, and it's just weird, Geralt is like, you're much more than my destiny. Uh, why? 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 What is the attachment that Geralt has to Ciri? They just have not done a good job of explaining that and explaining his motivations up to this point. Like, why do you have feelings for her? Just because you have to? That It just seems... It just seems very underdeveloped, that relationship. And that's going to be something season two is going to have to do legwork on, is improving that relationship, developing both of these characters to the point where we kind of understand their motivations. Will this retroactively make season one better? That is the biggest question that I have going into season two. Because you look at some of the storylines that are playing out through these first three episodes, you're like, damn, fucking season two is really great so far. But Actually, it kind of makes season one worse in comparison because of how good this season is. It, they're not doing a whole lot of legwork up to this point uh, in episode one to kind of make up for that. They're just they're just kind of going forward with it uh, more so than anything. Uh, we also get the Axie sign, which is the calming sign. So he explains that. So there they go, kind of exploring some of his more like his abilities that they didn't explore on at all in season one. Other than, did, I'm trying to think, did they even mention one sign? They they said one sign uh, in season one. I can't remember the name of it, but they, they did mention one of his abilities in, in the first season. And up in season two, he's using all kinds of abilities. But I want to focus on one thing that was a huge, huge complaint of mine for season one. And I want to focus on that for just a minute before I talk about uh, my other favorite parts of this episode. And that is Siri. Siri is so much better in this first episode. So much better. I almost had to look. I had to look up whether this was the same actress or not for two reasons. One, this chick looks so much older from season one to season two. So much older. It looked like she hit a growth spurt. Okay, and that's like one of the biggest issues that you have when casting uh, younger kids and you're doing like TV series and whatnot is they're going to age dramatically in between seasons. 
and she really did. Now, it doesn't look like they did a time jump, but you could kind of say that was the issue, that they did a little time jump, and she's just older now. So I don't know if that's kind of what their play is on the uh, multiple storylines here from Season 1. But, yeah, she just looked older. I had to look her up and make sure it was the same actress. It is the same actress. And not only does the the story and the character development of Siri Now, not as good in Episode 1. And I don't want to do future spoilers, but we do get some more development with her in each, uh, each subsequent episode. So, to me, she's not nearly there, but she's still 100 times better than anything in Season 1. So, Siri definitely on the positive end really loving everything to do with Siri at this point and honestly which is kind of shocking i would rather have stuff with Siri than almost the other two which is which is weird at this point okay and then that's kind of why this episode feels more more slow paced in in general is because they're trying to work on that relationship between Geralt and and Siri and to me it's great. I love it. I've been asking for it, been begging for it. Please, give us reasons why we should care about these two characters and what what their overall story arc is. Like, you're not developing one of them, and you're really developing the other, and it's just, it's imbalanced, okay? And I love that we're kind of slowly chipping away at that hardened exterior of Geralt. Shout out. Uh, the dude is heartbroken, but wants to remain stoic and and strong on the inside for Siri. But like, dude's devastated that Yennefer is dead. Like up to this point, he does not know that she is alive. So he he's under the impression that she's dead. And he even mentions it in the in the uh, in the episode. Oh, you don't look heartbroken at all. And he's like, yeah. What makes you think that? You know, basically he 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 is heartbroken, and they, I think they're doing a good job of sh- kind of showcasing that with more so of showing you rather than telling you, uh, especially in this episode. So that is some of the best things I have seen up, up into the series up to this point. And then we have the Bruxa, which is a powerful type of vampire. I love, love the fight with the Bruxa. Uh, there's great effects, great design of the uh, the actual monster, Geralt using multiple abilities to fight it. And then there's the added dimension of Nevelyn and his love for her and them being in love it just it gives the fight and death added meaning to me and just gives it a little added dimension to the series like it doesn't make it feel like a monster of the week where it's just this random one-off adventure no this is this is developing the characters while also kind of showcasing some new characters as well and they do a good job of making you care for Nevelyn a, a, a lot actually more so than any of the other side characters in season one so I think the writing is just so much better up to this point. Guys, oh, I'm, I'm telling you, this is the best episode in the series up to this point. And if anything, if this has anything to do with the rest of the season, I am all for it. This is going to be a fantastic season. And I hope they kind of keep it up. And then now jumping into episode two, which is Care Morin. Uh, Yennefer and Frangilla are captured by Phil Evandrel, who takes them to the elven sorceress, Francesca uh, Fendebear, I'm probably saying that wrong, go fuck yourself. Uh, Francesca wants them killed, but Philavandrel argues that they are useful in these woods, which are human. The elves are digging near a ruined uh, monolith under the order of Francesca, who is having visions of a white-robed figure she believes is the elven prophet 
uh, Illithane. Yennefer and Frangella also dream of robed figures, red and black, respectively. They tell they tell Philavandril their dreams and suggest they might be able to help the elves. Philavandril is considering this when the elves find something. A tunnel leads to an altar inscribed with an incantation. Yennefer recites the incantation and the altar opens to reveal a passage leading to a magic hut and a force. The three sorcerers are visited by the Deathless Mother, a mysterious being who takes on a different form for each. Uh, Yennefer sees a younger Tessaia, Frangela sees Emperor Emir, and Francesca sees Illithine, and reveals the path each must take to achieve their greatest desire. Then the sorcerers are uh, are released. Frangela joins Francesca to form an elven Nilfgaardian alliance. Yennefer calls them fools and attempts to open a portal only to discover she has lost her magic. Uh, Geralt and Ciri join the remaining witchers at Kara Moran, and Eskel arrives late carrying the severed hand of a Leshy. Uh, the witchers are partying when their medallions start vibrating, indicating a monster is near. Geralt discovers Eskel was infected by the Leshy and has been transformed into one, which should be impossible. Eskel says he returns seeking help, but he is unable to control the Leshy's side and attacks Vesemir, forcing Geralt to kill him. Realizing Karamoran is not safe, Geralt agrees to train Ciri and combat. I give episode 2 an 8 out of 10. This is a great episode. Like, this is right up there with anything in season 1. This is this is truly a great episode. I, I really enjoyed it. And again, we're getting a little bit of a slower pace to the, uh, to the season so far. I think that's really working in its favor because it's kind of just setting the uh, the chessboard up right now. It's kind of just putting pieces on the board and kind of getting it all ready for the uh, the majority of the season. In this episode, we get to see training and how Geralt strips monster parts for elixirs, which is awesome. This is kind of that world building. This is that lore that I was talking about in season one. That was one of my biggest issues was they don't really dive into the actual Witcher stuff. Considering the show is called The Witcher, they don't really do a whole lot of investigating and exploring that world. They're doing it right now, and I fucking love it, okay? This feels like the video game, and it, I mean, honestly, this is, if I had to say episode 1-2, I mean, you could put that up there with any type of video game movie and TV show or whatever. I think it's right up there, because they are incorporating not only the books, but the games, and I'm 100% for it. Uh, so they're also dropping lots of Easter eggs throughout as well. Uh, I love the additional lore, but I do wish that they would go into it a little bit more. Like it's, they're kind of just giving me just a little taste. Uh, you know, give me a little bit more. Like in episode one, they mentioned the Wraiths of Morhog, which I had to look up because I was like, that the way they're describing the Wraiths, it kind of sounds like the Wild Hunt, but I've never heard them called that. And when you look it up, that is the Wild Hunt. So, I mean, I guess I just didn't recognize it or, or whatever. But, yeah. So, they mentioned that little little nugget in the first episode. Then we have the second episode where they're dropping little nuggets of things. And it's like, oh, yeah. And if you're a fan of the books or the uh, or the games, then you're going to get those little Easter eggs. And it just it makes the excitement for the episodes that much more. And I don't know of a TV show or... Or maybe a movie of where I've like played the video games or read books or whatnot that I'm just like, oh yeah, I, I, I caught on to that. Like it, it, the little Easter eggs are, are very exciting. I mean, I can do that with with DC every once in a while, but it's kind of just whatever. 
But when it's in shows like this, it's super exciting to kind of hear the little the little nuggets be dropped every once in a while. Now, to kind of continue to bring back Season 1 through this, and I know you're probably getting tired. Oh, you've already reviewed Season 1. We don't need you to keep bringing it up. I understand that. But to I need to illustrate just how much more improved this season is in comparison. So I got to go back to Season 1. Season 1, I said I wish they would incorporate more monsters into the story. And, I mean, you, it doesn't even have to be, like, supernatural, where it's monster of the week type thing, where it's just it feels one-off, and then at the very end of the episode, they, they set everything up for the rest of the season. I don't necessarily need that. But what they are doing with C, with Episodes 1 and 2, they are incorporating monsters into the overall story. It makes sense. It feels fluid in the uh, storytelling. I absolutely love it. And I hope it continues. I doubt it does. I mean, maybe, you know, three or four episodes they'll they'll be able to do it and then they'll have to get into the whole plot of the of the season. But really loving the fact that they're adding monsters into every single episode up to this point. And then on top of that, they're they're incorporating these monsters while also developing the characters and developing the lore and the world, which is 100% something that was a huge, huge criticism of mine in Season 1. And also to this point, we're adding additional abilities that we're getting to see. We get to see uh, Geralt add uh, Igni to his sword, which was fantastic, by the way. Uh, the Yennefer stuff. Now, that's kind of what I want to focus on a little bit for Episode 2. The whole Yennefer storyline right now is not nearly as exciting to me. And it, it feels a little convoluted in what they're trying to go with. Like, I, I was paying attention, and then I'm like, wait, what what's going on here? Like, I, I'm kind of confused about everybody's intentions and, and what they're wanting. So the, the plot right there feels a little messy to me. It feels a little convoluted. And that might be a testament to just how much I want to watch Siri and Geralt. Guys, I'm telling you, Siri has just taken a huge step forward she is probably i mean i don't want to spoil my my thoughts for episode three but she is so far the best character in season two they are developing her so well and again i don't know if that's just because we had to go through some bullshit to get to season two or or what but they are doing some great things with siri uh in this season but despite the the convoluted plot lines with yennefer right now and that whole story like Who's, what's everybody's intentions and whatnot? I think I I'm intrigued and interested in where they are taking Yennefer because in season one we have had this whole thing of she has this lust for power and acceptance, and they are kind of demolishing that, and they're kind of bringing her world down in these first two episodes. Now she has no powers, so we're kind of back to the start of season one. But she has had that taste of power, you know. She she unleashed the chaos in the season finale of season one, and I guess because she used so much of her power, she just has no more power left. And I think that's an interesting storyline to go with, especially for her character. They they built her so much, and now they're just tearing everything down in her world to kind. Of, I guess to I'm hoping to rebuild it and make her a better character overall, more likable, I should say. But I, I, I'm intrigued by what they're going to do with, uh, with Unifer from here on out. Because the fact that she is just, she has nothing now. 
and she's having to rely on everybody. And I think it was it, the end of this episode, she is running through the forest, and she is just screaming because she is just devastated that she has no powers. And I, I thought it was some great acting on her part to uh, kind of kind of showcase that, show those emotions. And then now we're kind of getting that, that training underway with Geralt training Siri, which I'm really enjoying, by the way. So through two episodes, really, really enjoying the whole Geralt and Siri stuff, while not completely sold on Yennefer, but I'm interested and intrigued by her storyline. So to me, this is the best the series has been up to this point. Which then leads us into episode 3 titled, What is Lost? Siri continues to train in swordsmanship, fitness, and agility. Vesemir investigates the mutated Leshy. Yennefer makes her way to Eratuza. Tessaia informs her that her absence has aroused suspicions regarding her allegiance among the Brotherhood and implores her to lie low. Stregobor interrogates Yennefer until Tessaia uh, intervenes. She later noted to Yennefer that she knows about her losing her magic. The Council of the Brotherhood decrees that to prove her loyalty, Yennefer must execute Cahir during the execution ceremony in front of an audience of the Brotherhood and the Northern Monarchs. Yennefer releases him and the two escape. A pregnant Francesca and the elves settle in Sintra under the protection of Nilfgaard and in Kaer Morin, uh, Geralt reveals to Ciri that she may have inherited magical powers from her mother. They track down the Leshy. During the battle, a Miripod, a centipede-like monster, appears and kills the Leshy before pursuing Ciri. And then Geralt kills the uh, Miripod, or however you fucking want to say it. I end up giving this episode an 8.5, so it's a little bit better than uh, the previous episode. Not as good as episode uh, one, but I, 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 again, I can't say it enough. I am loving the series up to this point. I'm surprised they are still hung on that whole Eskel death. I was not expecting that whole death from episode two to kind of carry over into this one with the uh, the Leshy. Uh, I figured it would never have been mentioned again, honestly. The only issue is I wish I cared about Eskel more in episode two. They didn't really do a good job of kind of fleshing him out. And to kind of carry a storyline and a side character like that that is dead, I think they should have done a little bit more legwork on kind of making me care for that character a little bit more so that his death actually feels more profound and feels more uh, substantial in this episode when they're when they're dealing with his death. It makes me actually care for Geralt, who is kind of struggling with the decision to kill him in episode two. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like a, a two-fold thing where I care about him, then I care about Geralt caring about him. It's a circle, you know? And then I will continue to ride the Siri train. You know, uh, one of our Patreon supporters, Eric Hernandez, he had mentioned to me, in passing, that series storyline was a lot better in season two. Uh, I think he, I think he kind of undersold it, honestly, because I am really enjoying series this season so far, and through the first three episodes, uh, especially the training. But what are her motivations for training? To kill the Black Knight for strength and protection? Like, why is she so eager to be so so good at? you know, fighting and whatnot. What what are her motivations behind all that? They haven't really explored that. So I'm kind of hoping in subsequent episodes, maybe they kind of touch on that a little bit. But yeah, I think as an actress, she has gotten so much better between season one and season two. You know, you can really see 
the uh, the struggles that she is dealing with in trying to prove herself to all the witchers. I mean, they're all watching her go through this obstacle course, and she's failing over and over and over again. And she just keeps getting back up, and she's frustrated because she wants to prove herself, but she's not able to do it. She just keeps failing. And then, you know, Geralt shows up at the very end of that, and she's gotten through almost the entire obstacle course and fails at the very end. And then I don't remember exactly what Geralt had said to her, but and he was like, oh, you were so close. And it's like he still has that dick mentality, and I don't know. It's like he, he, didn't, he wasn't very loving towards her, which I kind of appreciated because he realizes he can't go easy on her uh, in order to give her the uh, the best training possible, he can't coddle her. He has to let her fail and kind of learn from those experiences. So I really like that little, uh, just a little bit of a touch to both of those characters, and it gives it a lot more depth to me. It's it's, it's just so much better writing. Uh, Yennefer's storyline is still interesting, but not 100% sold on it, uh, more so because I don't know where it's heading. Uh, interesting that she is basically stripped of all the uh, the development and personality from season one, whereas Siri is the exact opposite. I mean, season one, we got nothing from Siri, Absolutely nothing. Hated that storyline. And then Yennefer had so much development. She was the most developed character in season one. And now they're flip-flopping. They are tearing down everything that they have done for Yennefer in Season 1. And she's basically back to square one. Whereas Ciri, who was the worst character in Season 1, is now probably the best character in Season 2. And they are doing so much legwork on developing that character uh, through these first three episodes. And then we also get another monster fight. Digging the fight scenes. Uh, it feels more expansive. Geralt using all of his abilities. You know, he's using Igni. He's using Ard. He's using Quinn. And all these different signs and abilities. He's at, like, at his disposal. He is using all of those to, to fight these monsters. And it it just gives these fight sequences so much more depth and dimension to them they're not just straight just sword fights which was what season one was i mean he used what one sign the entire season i think i want to say he he it was just the ard sign that he used in season one but up to this point we've used three or four different signs uh in season two which i really really appreciate uh overall really great episode that did a great job of developing both storylines but again while the Yennefer storyline is definitely better in this episode, I'm still not sure where they're going. Like, is she going to do some bad things to get her powers back? I mean, that would kind of fit a line with her character where she will do anything possible to be powerful. So I'm thinking this deathless mother character, evil entity, whatever, whoever the hell she is, maybe she's going to kind of be in the background throughout this entire season. And maybe she's going to trick her into, into doing some some bad things to get those powers back, which is going to be very interesting. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of hope that's the storyline going forward. Guys, I am super excited to to watch the rest of the season. I, I stopped at episode three to do this review, and I'm just like, oh, I want to watch the next three episodes, you know. And I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by how great the season is. It is, to me, if I would have watched this by itself and not have watched season one, I'm curious to know if this season would have the same impact on me 
if I did not watch season one leading up to starting season two. But I am I am thoroughly enjoying what they have given me in the first three episodes. I hope they continue with it. You know, I just need more of this while also developing some of the characters, give me their motivations, and that's kind of what I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. But just I mean, just keep going with this. That's that's all I hope for uh, going forward. But guys, that is going to be it for me on this uh, the review of episodes one, two, and three of season one. Next week. You got episodes four, five, and six. So if you're following along with me, go ahead and check those episodes out. And I'm itching to turn this mic off so I can go ahead and start those episodes. So that's going to be it for me, guys. I will catch you all next week on another episode. Laters.